What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, DC, host of the What The Shit Podcast. I want to thank y'all for listening. If you could, go to the Facebook page, What The Stuff Podcast. Become a member of the crew. Also, you can hit us up on Instagram, What The Shit underscore podcast. Catch us on iHeart and everywhere else. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the show. Give me a second. All right. There we go. I got you. Boom. Got you. Boom. Oh, there's me. Okay. Excuse the technical difficulties. I'm a little rusty, y'all. I ain't did this in a while. <laughs> I got somebody on the screen that ain't even look like I'm disheveled. It does. But uh, what's going on, people? Uh, it's kind of a king. It's kind of just like I really just wanted to talk shit. Um, so we're gonna try to get into it, but uh you know, I don't know. I feel, I feel, I feel happy. Well, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's good. I know. I don't know what to say, man. Cause like I ain't done this, and like I think the last broadcast looked like the. Uh oh. Okay, so it's not just me. <laughs> that's mean. It's gonna be good when you start having problems. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. I pay good money for this bullshit. You better not be doing no shit like that, nigga. <laughs> not I pay good money for this bullshit. I mean, $19.99 for that. Um, yeah, so I really just wanted to kind of, uh, before we kind of get into the Kingish thing, I want to let, you know, the other two get a chance to uh, get, get, to get together. But uh, I feel so... I feel weird. Like, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Um, for those who don't know, um, what the shit has been on the show for like, what, 17 months, y'all? 17 months? Good 17 months? I had, the Derrick, like I had the Derrick Rose knee effect. Like, I was playing. Oh and everything was going good. I went to dunk the ball and came down wrong. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. But um, make a long story short, some things happen. You know, life happens. I ended up working a lot. Um, I lost two drivers at my job, so I ended up being the only driver. And then um, I was working around the clock, 24-7, seven days a week, um, 65 days a year, felt like. We just going to end big in everybody until everybody else gets in here. 
Cause I just I feel like it's just this is special. I know if this shit do that shit it just did before and just start playing music. I know I like the theme song. We ain't heard it in a while, but I don't need it just playing, you know, when it wants to. Just do it. Um, <laughs> but um, nah. So I also wanted to address another elephant. I don't know who those are just heard the uh who episode I put out last week. It was just me solo. There's a lot going on, as you can see. Um, things are different here. Um, good and bad. So I gotta address the elephant elephant in the room um you don't see chris or savage up here they're doing their own thing um i really appreciate their contributions to what the shit and what they did but i've been gone too long to try to ask them to come back and help me pick up the pieces as martin would say so i kind of ventured out and now i'm kind of doing my own thing but i got some wonderful people here right now who's going to help me do this king Gish episode um but before we get to that how are you guys doing uh brandy i know you were running um Actually, you were on time for black people. That was like, she was like <laughs> 15 minutes late and she was on time. Because I'm working with more and more clear folks, it's like, it's it's coming upon me to be on time on time, which, you know, it can't be the 10, 15 minutes later, which is really on time for the color folks, because you know how that go. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so that's why I was freaking out, because I was texting him before this, like, oh my God, I got caught up with an application, but what I was doing before I even jumped on here is actually going to be uh, what my first question will be to the gentleman when everybody is settled. So that ended up working out, but everything is great. Um, I know you're wondering, Brandy, how's your left wrist doing? Oh, it's fine. It's just holding up this rock just fine. Cause you know, Ooh. You no, I didn't, I didn't want to, I, I, I was going to say something, but I didn't want to be the one to, you know, um, put nobody's news out there. You know, I'm not, <laughs> So, you know, He's a good man, Savannah. A good man. Um, <laughs> so you want to tell the people, uh, for those who can't see that big ass um, Titanic Hope Diamond ring you got on. <laughs> That's the ring. That you want. I had one Just let him on the door. <laughs> Just let let my man on the door. That big ass rock. He better be on that goddamn door. <laughs> I wish I would see eight floating by. <laughs> <laughs> we look at eight float by she like this i remember you peeling his hand off mine like get out of here <laughs> <laughs> but no for those that know crazy eight the great y'all also may know him as miguel i won't put his full um out there but he did the right thing and proposed <laughs> he did the he did the right. No, I just like to be ridiculous to keep it a buck because I've been telling women this and we'll get into some of these questions that I would love to hear y'all answers on a little later, too. When we started kicking it, I was just so straightforward and like cut the bullshit. And a lot of that helped me for the ladies that are listening. Y'all really ain't going to want to hear this. But between counseling and listening to some of Kevin Samuels, I ain't going to hold you. It helped me. I'm not even gonna hold you. And hey, Kevin's okay. No, because I, I try to chew the meat and spit out the bones with anything. So I can almost listen to anybody and be like, you know what, that applies, and then the rest of the shit you just let fly. But that's just me on my own journey of trying to hear the noise that maybe the internet will get, but not like have it be something that <laughs> that was loud. Not have it be something that um that causes you to just be so upset with someone you don't know, you'll never interact with. You, you don't really run my life, but I was able to chew the meat and spit out the bone and it helped us. So this ain't take long at all. So anybody that's following us, you know, you'll see all the pictures and bullshit I'll be on next year. 
Congratulations. Over. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, eight. Congratulations, you two. Uh, if I see my nigga floating by, <laughs> and down like this, <laughs> I know something. That's a big ass rock. That white lady <laughs> took that motherfucker. He went out there to find it. He, but he don't, exactly what he did. Cause you know niggas don't swim country. either. So <laughs> the fact that we got the ring was fucking <laughs> going on, boss man. Let me get you in. Yo, here. that mug is hard. Oh, thank I'm you. having a little technical difficulty over here. Let me see if I don't get worry. My camera. I, I'm having about a year's worth. I ain't did this in a while, so I'm trying to remember got how you. this shit goes. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Walmart. Black man, what's going on, man? First of all, uh, I gotta say congratulations to you, bro. I heard that the whole porch rocker was amazing, even though traffic was about 10 years long. I tried to get down there, I swear I tried to. And by the time I got to park, I was gonna have to take the Moses journey and the way my legs set up, that would have been like a 10-year walk, bro. By the time I get there, you would have been like, All right, y'all, thank y'all for coming out. And I would have been like, God damn. Uh oh, not the wet cam. Well, no, I mean, I think um, the way uh, things going to be set up going forward, Porsche Rocker is going to be something I, I do going forward. They don't know that yet, but, you know, it's, we're going to oh, yeah. work it out. But, um, no, it was a great show, man. I actually uh, recorded it for, uh, for a live album, so uh, that should be coming within the next month or so. But other than that, man, just been staying busy with school, man. You know, I'm in film school now, so getting the visual side to go with the audio side, and then we out of here. Oh, how's, how's that going? What's that? How's the film school going? It's going great, man. Surprisingly, um, there's a lot more in common with audio and video than I knew. So it, the learning curve isn't really too bad. It's it's really the homework part that I'm, I'm struggling to get used to again. Yeah, okay, I, I, actually, I never did homework in school. Go yeah, ahead. I was about to because I've seen you post a few times about the homework, and I'm like, what is film school homework exactly? Because that pretty sure you the motherfuckers ain't doing like algebra to put. Pythagorean, you know, that big long theorem thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Newton's theory of relativity and all that shit. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, hey man, appreciate it, man. I'm back. Uh, I don't know for how long, however long people let me stay here, I'm gonna be here. Uh, speaking of which, I forgot to tell y'all, this is like season six, um, 2.0, so like there's that long ass 50 month break in there. So, um, season eight and nine, I'm not stopping, so I'm just gonna keep. I'm, I'm gonna rock this motherfucker till the wheels fall off. Um, at least until uh, about November, because I got a cruise. Don't nobody tell nobody, but I can't swim neither. So I might be floating by eight. Uh, when, <laughs> Y'all gonna hit a big ass door. Yeah, we gonna hit. Hey, I'm uh, not to interrupt, but I'm scared of water, and then it's a fucking cruise, and you know niggas can't swim. So, mm. anywho, uh, but film school homework. What is that? Uh, well, right now we're working on editing, so exactly what it sounds like. We're editing um, like film footage. Um, the very first project we had to do was like, um, we really like literally started at the beginning of filmmaking. So we started with like, uh, well, not like the beginning in terms of like taking pictures like and moving the them or whatever. But we actually, no, we started with black and white silent and then we, you know, started adding audio, things like that. So now we're going through doing editing. Um, but honestly, it's, it's really hands on. It's very, um, straight to the point as opposed to when I went to uh to school for audio it was like that's when we was doing like the Pythagorean theorem and all that shit and it was kind of like bro I did this in high school I don't want to do this again but yeah see yeah, I, I was very hands-on I, I could dig the hands-on thing because if I got to do math and and and, and start a fucking it just ain't gonna work uh first time on the show um 
I seen this this man works hard because I just seen him streaming like four hours early. He was gaming and streaming. Oh, oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> I live on this shit now. Yeah, I figured. But uh, you know, introduce yourself to the people, man. Tell them what you do and where you're from and everything. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, man. For, for sure. Uh hi to everybody in the room. And hey, my name is Brian B, and I'm the host of the Beeline Entity. LLC. We got a bunch of shows. We got a show on Tuesday called the Beeline Web Show that started it all. OG show in the building. But then we got a show on Thursday nights that it's called the Beeline Entertainment. That's where people come on and show off. That's right. Yo, but we do a lot of things, man. We host live in the line. We do some gaming now. Brian B playing. And uh, yeah, we all over, man. We're trying to take over this shit, yo. What's good with y'all, though? This nigga. Uh, did they, hey, so we got to. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it, it wouldn't be what the shit without one of these questions sooner or later. Cloud, hey. wow, wow, move. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know the uh, here to fix your cable. What's understood don't need to be explained, brother man. So, in other words, yes. So, I got a quick question before we get to the uh, you know, before we get to the king's questions, do y'all this this has been bothering me so i'll be up late at night sometimes like now that i'm free and i don't work no more i'll be up late you know gaming watching movies so did y'all know there's a cop and a half part two i saw you say that the other day bro yeah, I, did, I never knew that but bet no this there's was not made, this was made in 2017. Mm. yeah only knowledge is it got lou diamond phillips as the cop mm. and some little white girl but i seen some other movies uh the Wrath of Becky. If y'all up late, so <laughs> yo, no, we saved that one. I ain't watch it, but did you? Like okay, it? okay, I'll wait. Uh, oh my god, this was good. Like I didn't oh, think I was really? like, no three well, in the morning. You look good. I ain't gonna hold you. I was so like, I'm gonna give y'all the synopsis. A little white girl named Becky. She work at a bar. You know, she end up um offing some people in some very unique ways. I'll tell y'all that it was actually good. Um, there's a bunch of other ones, but I'm about to do a series called The Shit I Watch. When nobody's Ooh, up, like <laughs> like, mm. just be like some weird ass movie right. that don't nobody else either see or know about, and somehow I catch these shit. Um, there was a light. It's it's too much, but let's get to it, uh, bro. bro. You, gotta, you gotta do that on Twitch. You should. Totally I'm saying yeah, because on that topic, listen. When I was young, yo, I used to sneak and wake up in the middle of the night and watch Beavis and Butthead, and I used to watch all that shit, right? But we, I watched this one movie one night, and I'll never forget. It's called Castle Freak. I don't know if anybody ever heard of Castle. It was an old '90s movie, yo. Nah, never seen it. Not to, I hope, I hope your show ain't too. I'm, I'm reckless. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be careful. What the with, fuck I don't know. Did you not know your name it. of the show is what? Right. God damn it, G Willickers. Right, you know you. Uh, <laughs> just want to be careful. You ain't somebody else's house and shit. <laughs> hey. You know what? I respect right, that. Right. I respect that. But, but um, let me think, uh, the name Listen, of the bro, this, shit, so we we out here. Go ahead. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, this this dude was over. There was like this weird ass fucking weird like chained up freaking guy all messed up and shit like that. And this guy was having sex with this hooker and shit. And he was right there and he right by the chain. So the freak guy was and this shit. So then he sat there like the guy the guy who was having sex with her left. And then the freak he came out and like attacked her and just started biting off and nipples and shit. Yo, it's wild, yo. And I saw that shit when I was like seven years old. You said what was he called? <laughs> Freak castle. Um, castle, castle freak. freak. Oh okay, castle I don't know. Freak. Hey, I heard freak somewhere in there. Got his real discombobulated, but it was some eighties shit. I know it was it was nineties. I think that shit was wild. Oh, that was definitely some uh, USA up all night. Uh, <laughs> USA up all night. 
for real. Salute, Salute to the OGs. You know what that is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey up all night. Ooh, uh, yeah. Randy, I'll give it to you. I mean, <laughs> boss. Uh, <laughs> I cannot. I Sorry, I, I haven't done this in a while. My etiquette is all the way off. All right, let's make with the questions. <laughs> well, for those of you that are just coming into something like this for the first time, we've done these a few times. Well, I wanted to get, well, we wanted to get a panel of gentlemen together, different backgrounds, different creative mindsets, and just ask some questions that I don't really see people talking about on Blue Ivy's internet. Um, there's so much bullshit on the internet and so much 50-50 talk and everything else just gets kind of redundant. So we like to have this be a space where you guys can express yourself freely, not be interrupted because we're not the view, no shade, and just try to oh, help everybody that's listening bond and relate to you in a way that they haven't yet, as well as ask, these, ask themselves the same type of question. So my first question I'm going to get to, but I'm going to replace it with what I was struggling with before I came here to keep it 100% transparent. I was leaving DC like a million voice notes before I actually hopped on because I finally stopped bullshitting and applying um, for this space and grant and some other stuff that I knew I wanted for my hosting and event planning. But I was like, why am I kind of procrastinating and a little scared? And it was like, oh, because this would be huge for me if I got it. And also how I know I'm in there is the person who actually runs this whole thing told me, if you want it, we want you here. And I'm and I was still frozen on the application because I'm like, damn, it's, it's right there. What am I? Why am I not doing this? And I know it's a new level, new responsibility. Can I handle this? And it was like, I don't want to fail. That's what it just came down to. I don't want to fail. But before I hopped on here, I was like, well, what is failure to me now? Because failure to me when I was 21 is different than 25. It was different at 30. It was. It's now different past 35. So I want to know to you guys. How do you define failure and what are your coping mechanisms for yourself when you say, hey, not my best work? Oh, I got this. The 4C. Oh, that was the most recent thing. Yes, please be as transparent as you want to be. Uh, how much time we got, boss? So no, so the 4C was an event that was supposed to go down this summer that um, it was my, it, I, I don't think it's my biggest what if. It was just something that I really, um, really was passionate about. Um, you know, despite what people think, um, I really like seeing people win. I really like networking. I really like bringing people together, doing stuff like this. Um, just laughing, joking, having a good time, but also, you know, the serious side of it. But um, the 4C was meant to be something that was a stepping stone um my first Fourier into uh you know i guess event planning i had no idea what the fuck i was doing i learned a lot you know um so there is learning in failure i guess you know what to do what not to do how to change things what to fix what not to fix things of that nature so the 4c it crushed me when um you know i got the little the text message like you know the plugs being pulled um i think that day um Fuck it, I cried. I cried, you know, for a little bit um, because I really, really was hurt. You know, I, I put a lot into it, put a lot of thought into it. You know, had, you know, my dad in mind when I was doing it. Um, I, and I really was trying to make something not for me, but for, you know, people, content creators, 
in this area to be able to enjoy and, and, and come together. Um, so when it fell apart, I didn't want to talk to nobody. I didn't want to see nobody. I just, you know, I sat in the dark and I just reflected on, you know, what I could have done or what might have changed. And I still don't have an answer uh, what I could have done or what I could have changed. I just know that um, for like, you know, that whole month, I mean, that date, but I got to shout out to people who actually came, you know, Raw Sass, um, Savagely Humble, uh, Deacon Flan, um, shit, I know I'm leaving people out, my wife, my cousin Sam, you know, the people who was there, you know, try to pick me up. But when you in a place where shit didn't go the way you want it and it's still fresh, you don't really want to be bothered, you know, you and it, it's nothing personal, it's just that you, you got to sit in it for a minute. Um, mm. so that failure, it taught me like, I gotta, I, I gotta, I can't give up, but I also gotta be more mindful of how to move, how to do things. Um, but I feel better, you know, time has passed. I got over it, you know, moved on. I, I'm not giving up on event planning. I just know that there's people better at it than me that I can reach out to. But, um, the one thing about failure is it will humble you mm-hmm. if you let it. Um, but can also, like I said, teach you how to do that. True shit. Who goes next? Brian, do you want to go next? You want to go next? You guys? Um, um, I mean, I'll jump in. I mean, he was kind of he was kind of hitting home right there. As, um, you know. Are you good? You good? Because literally, um, I just came back myself. Like, I've been back for I think uh, since uh, um, late August, uh, early September. Um, I've been doing my show for three and a half years now, and um, like this whole movement was something I started ten years prior to even that. So it's like this shit was really important to me. And when um, like you know, twenty twenty came down, like I, I just quick backstory, like I I grew up in, in in entertainment industry. My fucking grandparents had an album out back in the day, so I've always been in music. My father was um always uh managing up and coming artists and stuff like that. So we had a lot of history in entertainment. We always knew we were gonna do this. Me, my cousins, like all of us. So I just kind of had to find my niche. Like I went from writing, I went to fucking rapping. I did all that shit, whatever, bro. But I found this having like a show was like always my big thing I wanted to do. So when I finally started doing it, I did it blindly. I didn't do it with like a, a, a strategic plan and fucking formula. Like I literally just did it like one show, I want to talk shit, and that's what I'm going to do. That's it. Camera, microphone, <laughs> and failure after failure. I just learned how to get it and let it build in whatever it was becoming. And um, it became, you know, the Beeline Entertainment LLC. Like, you know, it, it came into something I never even imagined. But... Talking failure, man. This guy I had on my show, this guy named Aiden Apple, he's a singer. He's really, really good out of Jersey, man. Incredible talent. And um, he came on, kind of reversed that question. He said, what is your meaning of success? And um, that shit kind of had me thinking, like, you know, what what means something to me? Like, am I trying to be a millionaire? Am I trying to be um fucking pinky doll off of TikTok and, uh, you know, $10,000 a day being a, a computer? What's important to me? What am I doing this for? You know, I was in a position right before I quit where I was able to quit my job and not work a nine to five and just go into business for myself for almost six months, yo. 
and I was making money that I ain't never fucking made before. And I didn't even understand how I was doing it because I was literally just doing my show and integrating it with video editing, um, 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 promotion and publicity, had a publicist, doing celebrity interviews. I was doing all of this shit that I never thought I'd ever be able to do. And I literally got into a stage where I was starting to see my character and the people that I've grown to and built like you know relationships with in this business really start falling apart because of the people that was kind of bringing me higher in the elevation, like, you know, of the success. And I thought it was good. I thought I could handle it. I just did a fucking full show about this. I thought I can handle it, but I was doing things wrong, completely wrong out of my character, shit that I didn't know that I knew was wrong, but I was like, let me stick to it. I can handle it. I can focus. I can fix it. I'll be good. But I was wrong. And when I finally realized it and I came out of it and I dropped everything, I said, fuck everything. I'm done. I don't want to do this shit no more. And I let that whole team go. I said, yo, I did this for three years, man. I did it. I did. I, let me focus on other shit. Let me focus on my health. Let me focus on other shit coming up. It's a brand new year about to start. And I quit. I quit this shit. I've been saying that ever since I came back because I quit, yo. I was done with that. I sold my equipment. I, I, every fucking, I was done doing this. And when I quit, man, I became a different fucking person, yo. I was a different person. I was trying to put myself into these different um, situations. I was trying to do different things. Like, okay, let me, now I can give my time here. And at first it was really good because I was like, oh man, I didn't have time to do this before. I had time to do that before. But then I started realizing there's something not right. And I was kind of miserable, man. And my girl was hitting me up. She was like, yo, B, you like, like, you got to find what you love again. You love the beeline. That's, I eat shit. I mean, you, I constantly, like, you know, it, everything was a part of it for me. And everybody started kind of giving me different signals and messages of, like, yo, I was waking up to messages. Yo, where's Brian B? I ain't heard him in a while. And um, just literally shit like that. Or I'd think something, and then somebody would hit me up out of the blue. And I'm like, what? And it was just starting to put me back in the spirit. And I'm like, wait a minute, yo. Am I supposed to? To do this am i supposed to be this person fuck the money fuck the celebrity shit fuck all of that i just want to be brian b and host my show and do as much as i can with it that's my success and i found that shit yo and that's why i think i feel so great in this last month that i've came back i mean i like 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 um dc just said man I, i've literally been living on this microphone since i've came back being on different shows, you know, all this other stuff. And it's just because I want to be here. That's my goal now. My goal before I didn't have one, it was just formulating. But now I know what it is. And it took that failure of me not becoming, you know, the person that I ain't fucking know I was to see it. So, I mean, like he said, I kind of, I, I was talking on one show. I wanted this shit so bad. This guy was a movie producer I was talking to. And he was just telling me how he got started. He, he the, His job had let him go. He was like, you don't belong here. You ain't supposed to be doing this. Just get out of here. And he went without a year, without a job, moved away from his family. But he made it. He, he's a successful fucking movie star. Ended with Gar Goldberg and all this shit or whatever. But when I heard that story on, on my show, I was fucking, I started crying. I was like, yo, I want this shit that bad. Like, my passion is that bad. Like, I want this shit. I want to live, eat, and shit this. I don't want no other distractions. But, um... Like they say, man, everything that you want, you know, you can experience it. You don't realize what it's going to do to you when you get it. And I, I found that shit out, man, at least one way. 
But um, yeah. So that was my what my failure did for me, yo. It 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 forced me to realize what I really want. In a nutshell. That's what's up. Um, I'll say for myself. Um, and I'm, I'm I swear I'm not trying to dodge the question, but I don't really perceive failure. Um, I learned the mentality to fail forward, and and in doing so, I got lost in that mentality in terms of. I kind of just take the the losses or failures as lessons um, and it's just become a part of the process. The, um, the things that may seem like failures, I look at it like everything that I'm doing is like research and development. So it's not really so much a failure if I catch it. So, you know, um, I, I would say if anything, the things that um, I feel like are failures are things that are mistakes that I've made that I didn't necessarily catch because those are the things that I can't improve upon. But Beyond that, I, I don't really perceive failure as being something that's anything other than a part of the process. I really love that answer because a podcast um, that I was listening to, because I've become like a podcast whore now, uh, was talking about, I have, it's crazy, um, but they were talking about the developer of Spanx, like the woman's undergarments, what her father used to ask them at the table, just as conversation would be like, how did you fail today? And they have a conversation about that. And I'm like, I would have never thought to ask like my soon to be 16 year old, how did you fail today? And just seeing what comes from that type of conversation, especially when it ends up, you have a daughter that now has, I'm sure, a billion dollar company because she decided to look at that as you said, G Black, failure just completely different. And there's so many lessons um, that you can learn from it, like DC and Brian B was sharing. So I think that's really dope. And I learned something just hearing all those answers. So I appreciate the transparency. Now, what what happened, DC? Oh, nothing. Because you know you was looking crazy, right? Oh, yeah. You know, every now and then you got to look up to the sky and see nothing but the swirl. <laughs> okay now again typically when i do this because i used to have a show called candy combos with candy beat plug um and i would talk to people in our black nerd spaces in the same way that i'm doing you guys and i have like my favorite questions here but based off answers that i do listen to from you guys i like to kind of on the fly change that so based off of how in-depth brian's answer was and i don't care who starts this off first i want to know how you get back to you in a grounding way when you feel yourself getting pulled into everything that either another group or even the internet could sell you. For example, I'm in a group talking to some girls that are all cosplayers and some of us mm. are like, hey, do we need to start showing more tits and ass to get these followers up? Because mm. no shade to the sex worker girls at all. But when you're in the black nerd space, and you kind of feel like, okay, we're all equal playing field, but then you see not really because the same concepts that work in any other spaces, they still apply here too. So the the girls and the guys that are doing certain things, they're they're still going to be where they're at no matter what the subject matter, the genre. Um, so what do you do when you feel like, you know, I'm kind of feeling like I want to be somebody that I'm not to get somewhere? Because I think we all can relate to that on some level, even yeah. if it's not where you're at now. Oh, yeah. um, I, I want to know what that moment was for you, if you can recollect it, or which, what advice would you give to somebody that is feeling like, you know what, I need to go this way instead of that way? Don't do it, nigga. Stop. Run. <laughs> we Yo, can listen. <laughs> like, like you just said, and I wasn't trying to like, you know, like my thoughts just kind of came to my head when you were speaking it. You know, I, I kind of disagree when when people say that it's kind of an equal playing field a lot of times when when it comes to men and women doing this show. I I mean, 
there's something about, you know, women, like just how that, how you started that conversation right there. Women have the ability and it sucks to say it, but it's true. Yo, if you, I mean, you could disagree, whatever. I'm, I'm not saying anybody here, just anybody in general, yo, women can put on a bikini and play a fucking Mario video game from 1970 and get a million views, yo. And it's not because they're because they're they're you know playing the game amazing or what they're playing or even if you even see the damn TV on, it could just be a camera on them, and that's just the audience that they attract. We're not even playing a game. <laughs> I'm saying right, you fucking faking it. <laughs> but it's like with that knowledge, it's like yo, there's definitely a difference. I'll give you even a little bit more of an example, not to talk too much, but even at my job, I do customer service. Like I'm back working and shit, but I do customer service over the phone. I work from home. And, um, you know, a lot of times I got to talk to people and my approach is all like, hey, how you doing? My name is Brian, blah, 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 blah. I got to do this, whatever. A lot of times people kind of, you know, they're turned off from me immediately. You know why? Because I got a deep voice. I'm kind of brawlic. I'm very confident. So I speak really hard. And it's like, you know, immediately that can, that immediate drive is like, eh. but then you got to docile, you know, whether, it, I mean, some guys can do it too, but usually it's like a female, like, you know, hey, how you doing? I'm very approachable. I'm very polite and blah, blah. If we're in a contest and I'm supposed to get 60 and she's supposed to get 60, it's a lot more likely, in my opinion, that she's going to hit it before me because she's so much more inviting. So it's like I'm already kind of brought down a stature, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Um, and that's kind of how I see it in that way. Like, you know, there's definitely – we. Ha I feel like you have to acknowledge the differences realistically and reasonably at, at that. Um, your question was like, you know, what would I tell somebody? I actually just told my cousin, you know, he he just released an album. And he's doing really, really, really well. And I'm very proud of him and I'm very happy for him. And um, he called me today and he was asking me, he was like, oh, I'm about to get this money, blah, blah, blah. I'm doing all this stuff and all this stuff, whatever. And I told him kind of the same thing I kind of just told y'all. Like, yo, man, listen, if you love it and you're doing it, you've been doing this forever. I know you. You've been doing amazing. Stop focusing on the money, bro. Just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep being you. Make sure you keep being, because as soon as you start focusing, like I was focusing on, oh, we want to get, you know, the rock and shit. So now I'm being different. I'm acting different. I'm treating people differently. I'm trying not to. I'm thinking I have it under control. But realistically, my environment is changing, and that's causing my mentality to change. But I think I have it under control. A lot of times I think people lose themselves, and you don't fucking see it. You feel like you good. You know what I mean? Like a girl that puts on a bikini, and she's like, they liking me because I'm killing this fucking game right now. <laughs> <laughs> maybe but you know it's it's very possible that it could be something else too so if you're not going to even address it then i gotta kind of like you know really further have my opinion but if you want relatable to it oh yeah well yeah maybe it is my tits out like okay now i can fuck with you like right, what else you gotta say <laughs> I, I will agree with you on that i not that everybody has to do it because people can do what they want but i yeah. i like i can digest people easier when they're like this is what it is and i know what i'm doing rather than yeah. um who i'm a fan of i love me some some chloe and holly but i'll never forget when chloe bailey started crying because she was just like they're reacting this way and i i just wanted to do this and i'm like girl if you want your ass out you want to be sexy you want to leave with that body leave it and don't apologize for it but don't Come thirst on. trap and cry like that's not unfortunately that's not how Come the world on. is and it doesn't it doesn't favor women in that way we don't get to you know we don't get to be multifaceted in that way. It's not always the fairest thing, but it's the realest. Um, but thank you for that answer. Who wants to go next? DC or GG? Black, you want to take it? Um, I think for me as a uh, as a recording artist, uh, hip hop in particular, 
there's a lot of times where, especially doing the type of, of, of music that I or rap that I do, I guess it's like lyrical or whatever, but um, there's a lot of times where I'll feel influenced to go one way or the other, because again, my whole process over the course of my first nine projects has been like research and development. So, you know, I put things out um, just to kind of get feedback and see what works, what doesn't compare to the field, not in terms of comparing it, but more so in terms of uh, reception. So there is a lot of times where I feel like, um, you know, I, I put together a good piece or a good body of work and it may not receive the reception that I would like it to. And um, juxtaposing it against someone else's, theirs may receive more, you know, uh, acclaim or success or whatever. And, you know, objectively, I try to study and analyze that. And of course, there are takeaways in terms of what I think may have worked for them versus what may not have worked for me. But um, what I try to do is just simplify and repeat. So, you know, again, if I feel like I have something, but it didn't necessarily work, I don't view it as a failure because I just feel like I just have to refine it in a way that it can be received a little bit better. So say for instance, like um, my, my, my lyrics tend to get um, uh, a, a little dense and maybe uh, wordy. So, you know, I listen to somebody else that may have had more success when they release a project and maybe theirs is a little bit more loose and they find a way to uh, take away some of the words, but maintain the meaning. So a less is more approach. So again, I just try to refine what I do and, uh, presented in a, in a way that's more clear and concise, but I never really look at anything I do as um, comparing it to someone else's. And and again, kind of tying back into the first thing, viewing what I'm doing as a failure, again, more so just trying to incorporate the lessons that I'm able to learn from, you know, my peers and, you know, others. Love that. Especially coming from you doing music. I, I, because anybody that knows, knows my fiance, Rapidy Raps as well. I'd be ghostwriting, but we ain't going to talk about that. And you silly. <laughs> I, I claim that on all the songs. But something that I think I just project and worry about, even though he's not worried, is I'll, I'll look at some of these other artists. And of course, when you know somebody's nice, whether they're a singer, like you mentioned, Brian, or they rap, you just like, these niggas is not nice like you. Like, they're not doing it like you're doing. And this is just me being objective. I'm like, I'm, and I'm not even like rap, like rapping. I'm a pop R&B girl. But so if I'm going to listen to rap, it's, it's going to be Kendrick's my favorite. And then Wayne. And then, you know, I, I listen to people. So I'm like, if you don't have the bars for real, I'm like, how? are they where they are and i know there's so oh, many man. different things that go in that the politics and music is crazy i get it but i end <coughs> anybody who's in the music game and you don't say all right i'm, I'm just gonna start mumble rapping now because this is the new swing or i'm just gonna start dressing like this or doing these type of videos i think that it says a lot to stick with who you are in something as vicious like the music game can be so i i really really appreciate that answer all right you're up dc uh exactly back like old times <laughs> so good back in the saddle um no uh i forgot the question i was thinking about some other stuff i was uh, like where did you the question was where'd you get your hoodie and was no that's walmart not baby <laughs> oh, i guess for you just convincing it um it? specifically what you do have you ever kind of looked at someone that may be similar to what you're doing or maybe someone that you secretly looked at less than, but they have more success. And you're like, damn, do I got to do it like that to be somewhere? Or do you feel oh, pretty confident? It, it is a lot of like, so here's the thing. While I, and, and here's the reason why I'm glad I'm back. Because while I was gone, I sat back and watched the landscape of podcasting and a lot of 
different podcasters and a lot of different shows, people I've messed with, people I've never seen before. And I appreciate what everybody's doing, but I also know that I can hold my own. And I'm not one of them braggadocious people and I and I and I don't want it to feel like it's a competition, but I feel like there are some people who um I know I can hang with, even with being, you know, rusty and out for a while. But it's not a competition to me. Um I just feel I just feel blessed to be able to do this, but I never want to try to be like anybody else. Um and I hope, you know, it's the same for anybody else, because like everybody has their own voice and I try to make sure I amplify mine as well as others on my show. But first and foremost, I'm trying to amplify mine because that's the one that people hear first. Um, so I've never, I've seen some people doing some dope shit and be like, damn, I could do that. But then I don't want to feel like I'm biting somebody's style. Cause I was like, I see them doing yeah. it. When I do it, it's like, well, nigga, we seen them do it first. <laughs> you, know, you do it better or not, it don't matter. Cause they did it first. But then we're in a time where there's nothing new under the sun. So sooner or later, it's going to get recycled, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I'll um, challenge you on that because I do feel like sometimes it's a matter of who's doing it better. Nah. Like, just I think, I think that's a big now. factor, yeah. It's, it's yeah. who's doing it better because I, I will always bring up in the music industry how people will the, – the people that are of a certain age. We remember when A. Marie came out and there was a certain sound and a vibe and producers and everybody's like, hey, Beyonce took her style and ran with it. And I'm like, it's a matter of who's doing it better. Ooh, okay. Oh, no, those groups. Oh, hey, I don't know about that. Oh, yeah. I ain't heard that before. Oh, what? Oh, you ain't a true singer. I never singer. heard that before. A. Marie, oh, um, to, um, Beyonce oh, stole from A. Marie. That, that, there's a whole, I'm going to send, I'll send you links. After there's a conspiracy the theory, brother. There there is. Is. Look at that one. Yeah, there's a whole thing about it. Because it, it was like, it was just, first it started off simple stuff. Like the go-go beat sound of Crazy in Love against yep. one thing. But mm. if people look at timelines, if people look at producers, some of this stuff is kind of a no-brainer. Like if, if I'm Timbo and I'm producing some stuff, and it's like, that sounds like Justin Timberlake, which also sounds like Aaliyah, which also sounds like the, it should. Or Nelly Fratello. Right. It's like, this is what I do. Um, but I also think, again, the music industry is vicious and they don't, they allow the woman to flourish in a way that may be harder for men. But they pit the women to like against each other so quick, and it can only be one or two at a time. There doesn't get to be a whole bunch of them in that way. So yeah, it's really it's a whole information, but it, it it came out. It's a mess. Like, Sound like the base to me. Oh, she Ooh, said okay. so like from a lot of people. Uh, that, well, there it is. And I Beyonce mean, I think a lot of people stop. I mean, but but I mean, this is interesting. This is very interesting, and the music is my shit. So. I, I just I guess I'm kind of lost because I, I have I've grown up listening to Beyonce like you know I'm 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 definitely a you know um in that era and stuff like that or whatever you know I'm back in the day Wyclef and fucking no 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 I'm I'm all that Beyonce I I'm back to I'm back to Beyonce smart guy remember that shit remember that? Oh on, on Destiny Child remember that I'm yeah I was back in that but um I don't know man it's like you know. Beyonce was the front runner. She was the chosen child, you know what I'm saying, in the group. She I think that she's, I mean, she still is, if you think about it. Beyonce is, uh, in my opinion, Beyonce is, uh, is uh, and no disrespect, but she is show monkey, yo. She is show monkey. I feel like she All has right. a whole. You can't like Erica Mina. Let's be real, bro. 
Yeah, there's <laughs> not, there's not, that's, here's what we'll do. We'll save we'll save the Beyonce and music talk for a completely different show topic for like my thumb, bro. You going in on my fellow Virgo one time. What 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 you say, G? I cannot afford to get canceled before I even get back fully in grace. Awesome shit. Hey, like here for you know, that episode. Yo, like, yeah, what's the shit? Call her a show monkey. I'm like, God damn it! I just got right. it. Now we have you can have an, an industry show because I'm sure there's people in and out of it that have a lot of strong opinions. Um, there are some things that I've heard in and out of some things, so I think that would be a, a good show for you. So jot that down. Um, I don't care who answers this uh, first, but what failure? Or well, you know what? Well, I'll save that last because it'll circle back to how we all answered the failure question first. What area in your life do you feel like you're playing it too safe? Mm. And it can be a multitude of things, depending on how vulnerable you want to get, because some people have talked about their relationships with their kids and being afraid to ask certain questions so they're playing it safe there, or with their health journey, finances, where they could be investing, but they're playing it safe. It's a broad thing you could think about there. Um, I think with podcast. Um, oh wait, we had two at the same time. Go ahead, got it, bro. Okay, go ahead. No, you got it, bro. Ham, I'm you. I'm a guest. It's your show. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just gonna <laughs> say. Um, I think for me, it was um just personally uh, at the beginning of the year, I just started realizing realizing that I wasn't pushing myself. Um, in terms of like growth and development, I kind of got stuck in the rut of. Um, just doing the normal things that I do, you know, going to work, raising my kids, um, doing music. And I began to realize that I'm somebody who's very like studious, just in nature. So I'll do like independent research on things just like for fun. So I didn't really feel like I wasn't learning new things. But as I started to analyze it, I realized like even the new information I was coming upon was just um, new information pertaining to the same topics. So um, that's when I decided to go back to school for something that I had never even considered, you know, being again, film school, but um, just realizing that, that that lack of growth in new areas for me was something that I wanted to, um, to, to take on as a challenge. So um, that's, that, that's it for me. <laughs> oh, I'll go. Um, no, for me, it's podcasting. Um, I think, like the last few months I let my whole situation outside of that affect me from not doing stuff. Like there was opportunities I could have recorded or I could have, you know, put some work in, but I was just like letting that fact that I was working so much, um, tie me down. I let it handcuff me and I lost so much time. Um, but also, like I said, gained a lot of information, gained some, some perspective and all that. But I feel like in this game, you, if you're not recording, you're not putting out content and you ain't doing shit. Like, you know, this motherfuckers they do a show every day. Now I would never do that because that's just that's just too much for my sanity. Like, that's just recording every day, editing every day, and finding something to talk about every day. Nah, nigga, that means I gotta start writing scripts. I don't even script this show. This shit is just off the top of my dome whenever it happened. Like, I can't, I just can't see myself trying to um like I love content creating, but I would never let it control you know, or dictate, you know, my life. Like I, when I feel like putting stuff out, I will, but I'm never going to be one of those. I got to schedule content. I got to go make this video and do that. Nah, that's just too much. Like I like it. I love it. But for me, it's not a job. It's something I really enjoy doing it. And it's an outlet for me. 
um, which is why I missed it so much because I couldn't talk shit like I wanted to because I felt, like I said, handcuffed. So there was opportunities I could have, but I was scared because I was like, I ain't done it in a while. I don't know, you know, something might happen or whatever. But that's that's really it. And then, you know, reaching out and working with some different people, that's something that I need to start doing because I don't want to get too set in, you know, one circle and then that circle moves somewhere else and I got to move like they move. Yeah. I want to be able to be flexible. I like there's a bunch of dope, talented content creators, podcasters, whatever that, you know, I want to be able to work with because they're dope as hell. Like, I think a lot of people that do this is dope, but I want to be able to venture out, you know, and mess with people on the West Coast, you know, just be able to do something besides sitting in one circle and let that be, you know, the tribe that I run with. I want to run with 70 different tribes, you know. I just want to be able to um, experience a bunch of different types of content creators. Wait, that didn't that didn't come out right. I want to be able to do to work with the <laughs> content creators. <laughs> G Black was like, I got you on the film side. Like, what you <laughs> <For> sure. <laughs> so dude, I'll ask that later because that's just just a weird question. But go ahead. Uh I'm done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely a good point, bro. I definitely feel you on that. I mean, playing it safe is not really my style. Like, I'm fucking reckless. I've always been like that. I'm very spontaneous. Um, I would say with just the word, like, you know, safe, I'm doing that with my kids right now. Like, um, I got I got a set of twins and then um, a four-year-old. My twins is 12, going on 13, and um, my four-year-old's here. My four-year-old's my actual daughter. My other, you know, my girl kind of married in. Our kids are the same age. Uh, we've raised them since they were seven. Six, shit. But um, I started homeschooling my daughter, yo, because I didn't want my fucking daughter going to school. It's plain and simple. Like when that when that whole um uh lockdown shit happened and we got the chance to to do the homeschooling thing or whatever, I basically changed. I was working. Me and my girl was working outside, and um she was kind of able to stay home and work like three days out the week or whatever. So that's when she was homeschooling the kids, and then I was kind of home, but I was out always. I transitioned everything, and I work from home. I've worked from home for three years now. I'm gonna do the show, so I'm I'm in, I'm kind of like an introvert and shit now, but um you know I'm not like scared to go out, but it's just I like to be home. I like to have control over my own, like you know as much time as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. So it's like with my kids, like we we taking them out of um, school next year because uh, we want to homeschool them. We want to teach them. Wow. We kind of tired of the whole you know regimen. We tired of everything, bro. I'm tired of being told what to fucking do. Like that's my biggest thing. So I guess that kind of goes into my personality too. I want to go against the grain, yo. And I don't want to fuck my kids up because I just want to be me. But I'm saying, like, we definitely have researched it. And that home, that um, that uh, lockdown shit really helped us see that we could do it. And that was why we transitioned. So it's like, I think that's the way that I play it safe. And maybe I play it too safe in a way because I go out and do the shopping for my family. I don't, my, if my girl don't got to go out with my kids, she don't. Now they still go out. They going on a fucking camping trip in, in a couple weeks for a whole week by themselves. I'm be here by myself. So they still do shit. We ain't locked down. And, and but I try to take the part of being a man, um, in my opinion, as much as I can. I want to be strong for my family. I want to protect my family. And there's a lot of shit going on, yo. It's constant. Yo. You know what I'm saying? Not to put fear in everybody, but reality. You feel me? You can go to Walmart getting fucking stickers on your car and $100 bills you got to pick up with gl- white gloves and shit. Like, there's shit going on, you, especially down here in Atlanta where we at. So it's like, I try my best to just play the part, yo. Like, I, I try my best to be a leader, dominant leader. 
And uh, me and my girl work great as a team. But I would say that's the only thing I would say as far as safe. I play my family very safe. I don't fuck around. And um, that's the biggest relate, I guess, I got to that question. Well, I know, like, it's it's difficult with family, right, as far as to evaluate whether you played it too safe or not. Because a lot of times we don't know until we're of a certain age and they can look back like, or I understand why my parents did this better. Oh, wow, they mm. really kind of fucked me up. It's really not until you get older and start experiencing things and evaluate, why did I make this decision? Why am mm. I maybe not a risk taker? Or why do I think this type of behavior is okay in a relationship? That a lot of that they're not going to know until they get older. But one thing I think that they probably won't have to worry about, and I am not an expert by any means, but I know a lot of times with homeschool, the if you were 80s baby, 90s kid, we would look at homeschool people kind of like, oh, you're you're going to be weird. You're going to be social. Yeah. 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 yeah but you have That's like, what I was scared about, for real. Yeah, but if you have a parent, I think like you, and I don't know who your, your how your wife is, but I imagine she has to have a personality to be with you. So I'm like, <laughs> just from what I picked up on like, right now, I'm like, <laughs> you know how fucked up of a compliment that is when people say that to me. Little shit though, you, acknowledgement, oh, right? Oh, black woman. I was like, no, nah, she's a white woman named Ruth. <laughs> she's actually black and Japanese. Yeah, so she she fucking wild too. Oh, listen, I grew up in Japan, so I already know how the blazers get down. Oh, so shit, okay. That's that's that. But shut up, DC, to what you said about that comment, because it wasn't fucked up. Um, but it sounded <laughs> fucked up. But I'm saying that to say as a compliment to your personality, I highly doubt your kids are going to be like socially awkward and not be able to handle themselves because I think you guys have cultivated a space already by being who you are all the time that, hey, yeah. being your full true self is what we're going to lead with and we'll fix everything else on the back end when it comes to science, math, whatever else. But yeah, 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 make yeah. sure I mean, you're comfortable being you. So I love that. And then yeah. with you bringing up family and we can go back to Mr. Black first. How important do you feel like it is to choose the right partner for yourself romantically as it relates to your purpose? Um, it's funny that you actually asked this question because um, listening to, to Brian's answer kind of made me rethink what I, what I wanted to respond with. So um, I'm recently divorced. I've been divorced for two years and um, I, I, I'm going to try to like tie both the questions together. Um, I wish that I would have played it more safe in my marriage because I think a lot of, and just going through the therapy and stuff for the past two years, I think a lot of, um, the reasons that I got divorced was more due to trauma that I had. And I mean, there were, you know, issues pertaining to our marriage as well, but nothing that couldn't have been resolved. But in my mind, it was kind of like a fight or flight situation. Mm. I started to see the patterns in my relationship that I saw in my, my parents' relationship in rather than you know dealing with the issues i in my mind thought that that would be playing it safe and that was you know the mistake that my parents made so i decided you know not to um so and i'm sorry what's the the, the question for this one i was just trying to get that off because no, i thought about it I, as Brian was talking this this is good i like when somebody's answer has you say well hey i had an epiphany about something i've been going through too so you're good it's basically just asking how important it is to you that you know you choose the right one so you ain't picking the kitties up kind of thing when it comes right, right, right. to your actual purpose because some people steer clear from it because they're like i don't want the distraction and other people are like i need a partner in purpose because it helps what i'm doing right, thank you uh so yeah I, I was tying it because um the partner that my you know my ex-wife she was somebody who was there fully supported my um 
my purpose uh, it still is honestly at the show uh, I just had recently that DC was talking about she was you know front row singing all the words still so you know we still have a great relationship she still supports my purpose but um just to say it's a really hard act to follow because she's the first woman that I had ever been with in the you know 20 years of me doing music that really supported my 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 music and my purpose so um it's it's something that you know I'm I'm used to at this point so I don't know that going forward I would be able to even enter another relationship that that wasn't present in terms of that that level of support because especially being an artist I mean maybe it's just you know my, my subjective perspective but um there's a lot that goes in goes into it in terms of like sacrifices that have to be made whether it's time whether it's finances and having somebody that doesn't understand that um it, it, it can make things just that much more difficult in terms of just being able to make a decision on you know whether to do this or that and make the sacrifice so i definitely feel like um you know coming from an artistic perspective it's it's um almost uh necessary to have somebody who can understand your purpose and uh again that's just something that for me i've been you know so spoiled for the, the 10 years of my marriage that um i don't think i could have it any other way honestly and i appreciate you sharing that because i don't take divorce news lightly just i i felt like i went through a rough one eons ago and they compare it to like having a death in the family i believe for a reason because it's it's a blow to you in different ways that you don't know even if the relationship isn't the best um, it's still a lot to deal with in it and then after. So I appreciate you being real about that in, in real time. Who's next? Uh, we all go. Go ahead. Not for this one. What's, what, what was the question? I, I must have missed out. No, you're fine. He Well, that's because he piggybacked off what you were saying because he was really feeling it. So for you, how important was it for you? Because you're married, right? Yeah, well, engaged. Um, married. On the way. Flames. <laughs> <laughs> um, but how important. You're not down already. Don't worry about it. Pretty much. How important was it for you to find somebody um, in your love life that's compatible for your purpose? Or were you kind of going about it like, hey, if I find something great, if I don't, I'm good? That's definitely how I was going about it. But um, I, 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 I'm, from, I'm from Jersey, yo. I'm not from the South. I'm not sure where everybody else is from, but I was born and raised in Jersey, um, Elizabeth, New Jersey, right by New York, right by Newark, all that shit. And um, city life is all I knew. It was rough out there. It is what it is. Like, you know, but in Jersey, it's nothing like the South. Like, as far as like marriage and relationships and stuff like that, like, I never seen, and I'm not trying to dog nobody, but I'm just being honest, yo. Like, I never seen people like commit to each other so fucking quick, yo. Like, people would go to breakfast and be like, yo, I want to marry you tomorrow and shit. And that's how it was. Like, the first experience I had was with my son's mom. Like, you know, I said something. We were dating for, like, two months. And, and, and immediately she was like, well, if you like her, put a ring on her finger. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because <laughs> and, 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 she was in the South, but they was from Jersey. They moved, whatever. But so when I kind of, like, I've always had in my mind, like, yo, listen, I'm never committing to shit. Like I said, I'm spontaneous. I'm wild. Like, I like to be free. Like, I like to do whatever. So... It was like I was never really even thinking about marriage. But, um, you know, I was single for maybe two years before I even with this relationship um, that I got before this. I had a really bad relationship before that that I was kind of just playing with. But I, I took I took way more seriously than I should have and um, kind of just let me know, like, listen, I, if I if I can't be serious with somebody, I just ain't fucking with nobody. 
and then I met my girl. But at the same time, being honest, yo, me and her, I mean, we're probably the most incompatible fucking people on the planet. I mean, from she's a Hebrew Israelite. I celebrate Christmas. I every fucking thing. Um, and we're very different. We're extremely different. Our families are different. We have our own challenges. We have a million challenges. But the crazy shit is we are both super committed to each other. We like what we like. The things that we do agree on, like homeschooling and, you know, self-sufficiency and, you know, farming and all that shit. That's all the stuff that bring us together in a way that we like, yo, this is our life. The way we are with our family. Our way with our... So it's like, I don't really know what compatible is. Like, I feel what G Black was saying. Like, he was able to find somebody who supported his lifestyle. And that lifestyle is fucking crazy. I, like you said, bro, I've been living this shit for my whole life. Like, seeing artists and, you know, going to studios and being in studios, packing fucking CDs until 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, if you got somebody at home waiting on you, you you doing, you know, you always going. Even with the podcast shit. I'm sitting here right now. She waiting upstairs. As soon as I get done, I'm going to go upstairs and play fucking Fortnite. That's what we do every night. That's a little thing we do together. It's a different life, yo. You got somebody who's understanding. That's always been the most important thing in the fucking world to me. You have to be understanding. You have to be reasonable. I don't care about all the other shit is important, but I'm saying for me, the most important is if I can say this to you and you can't understand me in any type of form or way, you don't understand why I'm saying you're being too loud. You 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 can't understand it even. You might not want to listen to me, but you can gotta understand it. Like like we were talking about with the girls with the titties out and shit. Like it's like we're super incompatible, but the things that we are compatible in is the reason why I want to marry her, and forever. Like we have the we have the conversation like yo, you know this is. I'm pretty sure everybody probably does. You know for the most part. But like, <laughs> I know I did. It went right to divorce court. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. It's like. It's one of the things that's why I really also took my time. Like, you know, um, I, I didn't rush it. Like, you know, it's been it's been going on six years now. And um, we really understand that we are who we are. We've we fought. I mean, we've fought. <laughs> and we've went through it. And we always came back. And we said, you know what? This is what we're supposed to be. We ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere, right? I ain't going nowhere. I ain't fucking going nowhere. Where am I going? And we just know. That's not where I'm going to go. Might get fucked up. But, you know, <laughs> hey, listen. It's easy in my car. Well, I'll tell you right now, if it happens, it happens. But I'll tell you right now, we took every precaution we possibly fucking can, and um, that's what we comfortable, yo. We know we ain't the best. We ain't even we ain't even friends. We we got mad shit that we different at, but we we, we we in it. And to to piggyback off what you guys just said, I think it's important for them for you to be the best versions of yourself individually, so you can be the best you can collectively. That's the most I think anybody can hope for because there's anytime somebody thinks a couple is the blueprint, whether they're famous or not, you find out something on them and then you're like, damn, I didn't know that. Remy Ma? Listen. That'll be on my show. Sorry, sorry, my bad. Another show. That's another show for another time. Too soon. Too soon. Y'all be shutting down a conversation, yo. I told y'all I'm resting in a while. Sometimes I got Tourette's and I just be. Throwing out names, Jenny Ma. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. But go ahead. Jeezy got, got what he got had he stayed with, you know, Keisha Cole. Maybe the results would be different. She's probably fucking crazy, too. Oh, you know, yeah. Fair, I think, I think black crazy. Never mind. Anywho, don't crazy, I think everybody has a certain degree of crazy. It's just a matter of who's compatible for your bullshit. It's, there's, so here's the thing everybody is crazy. Like you said, That's but it's true. how much crazy will you tolerate 
shows how much you love a person. Because I'm crazy as fuck. My wife tolerates the fuck out of me. There's some shit I do. I just got hit the bed. Yes. Well, that, that didn't come out right. Hold on. Wait a minute. You've been listening to What the Shit, a product of Black Legacy Productions and WMIC Media.